Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, this is Stephen A. Smith from No Mercy. Festivals, football, flannels. Some say fall is their favorite time of year. And this fall, there are now updated COVID-19 booster shots designed to help protect against COVID-19 variants. If you've had your primary series, schedule an updated COVID-19 booster shot appointment as soon as you're eligible. And don't forget to enjoy the foliage sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. Make this holiday season with the family an interactive one at the Tech Interactive in the heart of downtown San Jose, next to Christmas in the Park. Spend hours exploring fun exhibits together. Build and program your own robot. Design and ride a roller coaster. Engineer and test your own launching device and more. Immerse yourself in exciting new worlds in the largest IMAX dome screen in the West. Get tickets now at thetech.org. That's thetech.org. The Tech Interactive, where science meets fun for everyone. What's going on, everybody? Post-game edition of Pats, Jets from Week 11. Holy shit. I mean, that, that's probably the best way that I can put this. Holy shit. First of all, that was terrible. Like That, that was just a, a bad football game, and I found myself just, please, God, don't let this go to overtime. Because you could, cause you could feel it. I mean, the, the way that the game was progressing, I mean, that game was three to three for like two and a half hours. No, more than probably more than that, even, or at least that's how it seemed like two and a half hours, maybe more of three to three football. So just sloppy, ugly neither offense could really, I mean, okay, the Patriots offense at least moved the ball, give them credit for that. But I mean, the, the Jets offense, they had 103 total yards. Zach Wilson threw for 77 yards all game, which is just <laughs> nine for 22 for 77 yards. Look, I, I don't know. There are a lot of people who are still just concerned about the Jets and, you know, hey, maybe, maybe this is going to finally be the time that they're going to upset the Patriots and, and break that, you know, 13-game win streak and beat them at home. And, and Zach Wilson was talking all tough and stuff. Oh, yeah, we, we got them again in two weeks. And there was this idea that, oh, they're not really afraid of the Patriots and, and going in to face them. The only thing that mattered to me, the, the the one the one thing that mattered to me about this game was, do you trust Zach Wilson to win you a football game? The answer is no. 
The answer was no coming into this, and it's definitely no now. Zach Wilson, he sucks. Like, let's let's just be real blunt about this. He sucks. He has all the talent in the world, and you know what? Maybe, look, I'm kind of of the mindset that you don't want to call anybody a bust before it's too early because there's still time for him to turn it around and the light bulb to go on and everything. But to me, it's not even just about his, his actual play on the football field. It's also the fact that he's over here acting like it wasn't his fault. Like, it, like you know, he, he didn't have any responsibility for what just happened. Did you let the defense down or do you feel like you let the defense down? No. My God, he's just... You, you, that guy can't, he can't be your quarterback. He can't, he, him being the, the quarterback of, of your team, that that's unserious. Okay. And you can't trust him to win you a game. You can't trust him to lead your team. None of that. And he, and he proved it again. Okay. So I don't want to hear no more about the jets. I don't want to hear any more about, Oh yeah. You know, they had a good draft this year. Maybe this is a year. As long as Zach Wilson is their quarterback, I don't believe in you. Don't believe in them. Not going to worry about it. He sucks. He's a bad football player. Okay. Whew. I might, might go ahead and get into that again later just because it, it is one of my lasting impressions of this football game. But I didn't even get to the good part yet. <laughs> the fact that after all that time, two, out, two and a half hours of, of three to three football, you're... Uh, absolutely believe it's going to overtime and then with 26 seconds left the Jets punt to Marcus Jones right down the middle of the field by the way the previous couple of kicks had been along the sideline unreturnable or at least like not returnable for for anything useful all of that had been happening just like well executed kicks outside the numbers and then homeboy hits it right down the maybe not right down the middle of the field like right down Broadway but down the middle of the field enough to where it was right to him they were able to get the return set up on the right side and Marcus Jones does the rest he takes it back 84 yards for a touchdown five seconds left in the game first touchdown of the game was finally scored Patriots go up 10 to 3 the Jets offense never gets the ball back, never even gets an opportunity because the kickoff Which, by the way, what the hell are you doing, bro? Like, if you're not going anywhere, just get down, get down. Don't try to run all the way to the sideline. Just poor coaching, poor execution, poor situational awareness. Like, and you know what? That's what the Jets still are. So I don't want to hear any more about the Jets, but I mean, the fact that it went down like that. By the way, that's the first punt return touchdown in the NFL this year, by the way. What Marcus Jones just did. That's special stuff. I mean, wow. I talked to so many guys in the locker room after the game, and they were all just saying, like, that's like a movie. It's like a movie script. I mean, and and then he's talking about this was the first time his parents had both been to a game in the to see him play in the NFL they've both been there together to see him and he does that I mean Mac Wilson just talked there's so much pride you know it, it, Mac Wilson w- was talking about like he, he'd been they're both Alabama natives and he was talking about I've been talking to these to, to Marcus about 
what what it's going to be like to score his first NFL touchdown. Talking about it since OTAs. He's been building him up for this moment. And, you know, Mac Wilson was out there on the field making blocks to help make sure that happened. By the way, <laughs> Mac Wilson probably should not have attempted that block that he did at the very end of Marcus Jones's punt return touchdown. That very well could have been a block in the back if an official had been so inclined because he did not quite get all the way around to the front. But I think by that point, they weren't really paying attention because they were just trying to see if Marcus Jones was you know, going to take it all the way. And then maybe if they looked at it after the fact, that might have gotten wiped out, even though, I mean, with five seconds left, your Patriots are probably still going to win that game because even if you wipe that out for uh, uh, 10, you know, 10 yards or whatever, illegal block in the back or something, that's still they're still in field goal range and they're going to win. So I'm not that that did not really affect the outcome of the game in that way to me. Anyway, I mean, just wow. Unbelievable stuff, man, to have the game end like that. And the place was just about to, like, Gillette Stadium was about to take off and and just just lift off and and go into orbit. I mean, good Lord. And, of course, I had to, you know, kind of... I didn't. I didn't have to change my game story too much, you know. That that that's a skillful wordsmith right there. That was able to just kind of adapt around Marcus Jones, um, and 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 add that part in and keep the rest. You know, I take I take pride in my skills. Okay, good stuff by me. Patting myself on the back here. Um, but look, man, the defense was awesome. Obviously, they had Zach Wilson in hell. Jets couldn't run the ball. He couldn't do anything. Could not do a damned thing all day long. And you had you had these guys tripping all over themselves after the game. Garrett Wilson just over here like, yeah, that was sorry. And it's like, that shit like can't fly. And just, just pissed. And it's like, I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. I don't blame the Jets for, for being upset and feeling like they were the better team and they should have won this game. Because I think on paper, they are the better team. They show as hell didn't play like, at least not the offense. I mean, the Jets defense is really good. And Quinn and Williams is really good. Sauce Gardner, really good. I mean, they, they've got so... they they did The offense did let that defense down. I mean, if they were even competent, the Jets might have won this game. Because the Patriots offense couldn't get out of its own damn way. Penalties. Six sacks allowed. And look, I saw people talking about Mac Jones and like he's at the top of the bad list or he's not seeing the field very well. Like maybe maybe I'm tripping. I don't I don't want to get into this mode where people think I'm just an apologist and I'm you know blindly going to defend anything that Mac Jones ever does or um, you know, what, what have you. Um, but I just think that when you look at what Mac Jones did. 23 for 27, 246 yards, some of the throws that he made, some of the stuff that he did under duress. Yeah, I would say a couple of those sacks were probably on him. You could you could look at it and say, you know, maybe Mac should have seen this guy and, and, and made this throw from a muddy pocket. It was not ideal, but it was workable enough for him to make some of these plays. But 
if you're talking about reasons the Patriots offense only scored three points, Mac Jones is pretty well down the list of reasons that that happened to me anyway. He played some pretty clean football. Like he really did. And it might not have made anybody, wow, oh my God, you know, Mac Jones was amazing today. But he was better for sure than he was the first time they played the Jets. A tough Jets defense that really makes you just, just accept what you're given. Because if you try to get greedy, they will get your ass. And they got after Mac. And they got after that offensive line, which is bad. I mean, right now, that offensive line is bad. David Andrews, he could be done for the season. I mean, that, that's that's what it sounds like, that the thigh injury that he suffered, it looked like he got hit from behind. It didn't look like he got rolled up on. We got hit from behind. And, you know, he could be done for the year. Now you could be looking at James Ferentz at center all season from, from here on out. You had, for whatever reason, which, I mean, could could well be illness, right, that Bill Belichick said it was a coach's decision not to start Trent Brown at left tackle for, again, I, I'm just kind of feeling like if he was healthy enough to play, why was he not playing? Like, if he was healthy enough to dress and be active, then why did you bench him, essentially? Like, why not just platoon the guy, right? Keep him fresh. If you if you didn't want to play him at all, why do that? Now, of course, you could you could listen to me say that and say, well, the fact that they did have him active and able to play, I mean, that was that worked out because Isaiah Wynn gets hurt too. And he has a foot injury that might knock him out for the rest of the year. And so now you're stuck with Trent Brown and Yadnik Just. And if one of them gets hurt, then you're really in hell. I mean, then, then, then you're going to have to have one of your rookies or you're going to have to sign a guy to play you know, tackle like we're, we're starting or, or you're talking about, OK, in that scenario, we're going to go ahead and bump Michael and Wenu out there and we're going to have to have somebody come in and play guard. Right. So so then then you're you're getting into disaster scenario, which I don't think any anybody wants to talk about. We don't want to have to think about. But look, man, that offensive line was not good. They were pitted against a defense that was just just overmatched them. I mean, that front was just way too good. And you could say, hey, Max Jones should have stepped up into you know, some of this stuff. Like, you look back at it, and I, I did rewatch it on my way home. Where did you want him to, to step up? I mean, I'm sitting there in the press box, and we're like, yeah, well, you should have stepped You just ran right into that pressure. The pressure was everywhere. Everywhere. There was nowhere to step up on some of these. He's just engulfed. He's going to get sacked. It is what it is. Like, I mean, what do you want him to do? You want him to be Justin Fields? You you want you wanted to basically be, be put on the Superman cape? I mean, come on. That's not what he is. And that doesn't have to be a problem, but you got to protect the damn dude. Like, it's just as simple as that. And speaking of, it can't just be about the offensive line either. It's got to be about the offensive play calling. Because the play calling itself still isn't wholly protecting Mac Jones. There were some good things from the play calling today. Some new wrinkles, right? The little diamond formation thing, which I mean, okay, most of it was just coming out of the back, just using it as 
uh, a vehicle to run the football. And that's just like, well, pff, I mean, okay, w- what'd you call it? Uh, Greg Roman called and he, wa- he wants his uh, offense back, you know, from, from the 49ers days. You know what I mean? Where he had like, he was under Jim Harbaugh and you had Colin Kaepernick running the whole thing. Like, yeah, okay, that that's great. That's not really the innovation we were thinking of. But you did little things like, yeah, let's go ahead and sneak Johnu Smith out of the backfield. And they just forgot about him. The Jets linebackers forgot to cover Johnu Smith. Like, that kind of stuff was good. And then you also had them throw in a, an outside zone bootleg action. And Mac Jones got an easy completion off of that. Been waiting for that all year. And they finally did it. I mean, they they dialed up plays that did stuff where they, they were they were creating, they were creating yards, and and they just didn't. Uh, it just wasn't consistent. They would rip off two twenty yard gains, and then it's like, okay, well, time for run, run, pass. I just look. I understand at certain point, like you're trying to protect Mac Jones from getting sacked. You know that front is really good. You know that this is not going to be smooth sailing and 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 you you want to try to establish the run somehow just to keep the defense honest i I get it but man it just felt like they were calling scared they were calling scared football and it it honestly just seemed kind of absurd to me what matt patricia and that offensive staff what like what were they thinking the the (laughs) the drive where they they did four straight runs straight into a turnover on downs, and literally everybody knew that they were going to do a sweep to Ramondre Stevenson or just just generally hand the football off. Had no chance on that fourth and one. They ended up getting stopped of his fourth and three. Actually, it was fourth and three, and I don't think they gained a yard. And then not being able to get one yard, not one yard, to close out the game. I mean, come on now. <laughs> oh my god. They've got they've got just some major major issues. I don't even know what else to say. The offense is 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 pretty messed up. You could say that they're broken if you want to. I mean, they're just just poorly coached, poor execution. It's all it's all pretty bad. But Mac Jones He's the least of your problems, at least in my opinion. I mean, he did he did he did well. To me, he did well. He played solid football. And even if you want to complain about some of the sacks, I mean, like, hey, he's not seeing the field. He's not going through his reads fast enough. Dude, I'm this is just me watching back on the broadcast. And 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 some of it in, in real time, my observations of being able to see from on I mean able to get some of that all twenty-two view in real time. And I just found myself thinking so much of the time, where do you want him to throw the football? What do you want him to do with the football here? You want him to step up? Well, there's a guy there. He's going to get hit and sacked anyway. You want you want him to cut it loose with anticipation? Receivers aren't even looking for the football. They're not out of their breaks yet. They're not ready. Yeah, you go ahead and throw that football. Defender's going to see it before before the receiver does. They're going to have a play on the ball, and your receiver is still going to be looking around like, what happened? And then you're going to be talking about, why did Mac Jones throw that ball? You, you can't think that what Mac Jones did was anything other than solid. 
Like, was, was it great? Was it spectacular? No. Were there mistakes? Yeah, sure. But you saw what bad quarterbacking looks like. The dude on the other side, he's bad. He's actually bad. Mac Jones, that was not bad. All right. Now, I again, mentioned the defense. They played lights out. And, hey, we didn't have to wait around to see if Matthew Judon was going to get a sack after the bye. Hey, there you go. You got two of them. Hey, now it's 13 and a half sacks. I mean, he's, he's been, he's been outstanding. Yeah. It took a little bit, I think for, for it to get going, but, but he's still so, so good. And, and he he just continues to be so disruptive. And I think that what, what he allows this team to do, especially without Christian Barmore, which you're not going to have him for three more games now. So all the focus is going to be on Matthew Judon. But the fact that teams have to pay that much attention to him and the fact that they use him in so many different ways and they're running some of the games with him, like that second sack he got, was he loops around, right, and, and just caves in the middle and gets the sack. But Dietrich Wise had, had a sack of his own, and he's blowing things up in the backfield, tackle for loss, pass breakup, batted a ball down at the line of scrimmage. Amferty Jennings had himself a tackle for loss. I mean, just generally, they are, they're just playing really high level football right now. I don't know what else you want, you know, what you want to say. Like they are, they're, they're playing great football. And you know what? I think that you could look at this and say they're playing a bad quarterback and you're going to be tested in a whole different way once the Bills come to town. You got to deal with that. And you might even have a stiffer test against the Vikings, even though the Vikings were terrible against the Cowboys and they just got utterly abused and Kirk Cousins sucks in primetime games. I think just, just by and large, they are a more talented offense. They are they are a better offense, better offensive team, better coaching and all that than the Jets have. All, all of that to me is, is, is 100% true. It's going to be tougher. It is not going to be this easy. So we're going to see if this Jets defense is we're going to see if this Patriots defense is real or not. And we're going to have to see it, you know, without Christian Barmore in the lineup, their best interior defensive lineman. But look, all I'm going to say is they just keep rising to the occasion. And basically, aside from two games against the Ravens and the Chicago Bears, they have handled business. The, the Green Bay Packers loss, obviously, that was unfortunate. Um, you know, they, they did their job for a lot of the game and then they, and then they got beat, you know, at at the end of the game in overtime, they got handled by Rogers. You, you give him that many chances. He's often going to find a way to beat you. But again, you're talking about not very many, not very many games where the Patriots defense hasn't been on its game and kept you in the game and given you a chance to win. And they, they continue to do that. And I feel like as long as they continue to play competent football, which they're they're just complementing each other well in so many phases right now, at least of defensive football, right? Defense and special teams has generally been getting it done, though. Hey, Nick Folk missed a couple of field goals today going into the win at north end of the stadium. Problematic today. I mean, you can see it from on high. I mean, the wind's swirling, blowing around up there. It's 
it, that was tough. That, that Those were tough conditions to deal with. You hope that it's going to get better than that from here on out. So it wasn't all perfect. But look, man, defense did the damn thing. And then Marcus Jones with the play of his life thus far. Just look, a win is a win. Divisional win. You swept the Jets. You could put that to bed. 14 in a row, and now you're no longer last place in the AFC East. That's great. People can stop complaining about that now. For now, anyway. I mean, that could still end up happening. But but look, and then you increase your playoff standing. You are now firmly in the wild card race now. You're not just clinging on to the seventh seed. You You moved up. Well done. And look, for now... Look, this isn't a Super Bowl contending team, especially not with the offense playing the way that it is. Just hell no. We, we still can't even act like we know that this is going to be a playoff team, the way this offense is playing. But for now, just enjoy the ride. See what this team can do. Maybe they can surprise you towards the end of the year. Don't necessarily hold your breath. But if you can win a game like this, you can win just about anything. You, you got a shot in every single game. So that's all I got for this round. We'll have more post-mortem on this game and look forward to Thursday because we're going to have the Minnesota Vikings out in Minnesota. So they'll be on the road. So again, nice little test for them. And it starts a run of primetime games where everybody's going to get a chance to see what the New England Patriots are and what they are not. And by the end of it, I guess we'll see if they're a playoff team or not. I'm Kyrie Thompson. This has been First in Foxborough. Catch you next time. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.